This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Let's get into the news, Zach. All right. Travis Kelsey, obviously, that's the biggest news, right? Hyperextended knee, most likely out on Thursday night. Uh, he can be back in week two. By the way, he is questionable for the game. He hasn't been ruled out or anything. It, it, you know, they did mention some swelling. His brother, Jason, mentioned some swelling in his knee that could potentially go down. He could play. Most likely, though, I would say I would give it a 75% chance that he's not going to play in week one. Too much risk there, right? Just just, just keep him out. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes will probably still sling it with whatever he has left, and he'll get it done. He'll likely be back in week two, and then if he if he's not back in week two, most definitely week three. Okay, right. Um, you know, if if we're really going to break this situation down, Zach, you know, we we will get there. Uh, you know, why don't I go through the news a little bit because uh, we want to break down this game. You know, this game is the highest scoring game on the slate. You know, for the entire yeah. weekend, but for week right. one, so we really want to get in depth uh, into this game. So we'll do that here in a second. Okay, um, but Joe Burrow. Uh, he's practicing in full. He said that he's going to be good to go. Terry McLaurin is practicing uh, as of Wednesday. So there's no word on whether I I, I want to check. Was he limited today, Zach? Did, did you did you see that? I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I check it. I think right he was now. limited. I think that's what I let's saw. See. Um, I, even he was, like he was let's say at practice. Yeah, I know he's at practice. I'd say he's definitely yep. limited. He was limited. It would yep, be hard not to be limited if it was turf toe. I wouldn't expect that type of turnaround and him to just be full participant in practice. But they said, I think the wording was like he was responding well to, you know, the work that he was given, that kind of thing. Yeah. I'm not sure. But um, yeah. So yeah, they're optimistic. Yeah. It, it is not good camp. news for him for sure. Practice. Um, they're optimistic that he could play, even if he does play. Um, usually we see a dip in performance with turf toe for at least two to three weeks. Um, so, but you know, as long as he doesn't have any setbacks, which sometimes turf toe, you can have setbacks. Okay. Just keep that in mind. If you drafted McLaurin, uh, or if you have Jahan Dotson, um, you know, this is a situation where I think Dotson does get a little bit of a bump, especially in week one, the matchup is oh, so juicy. Okay. Against the Cardinals this week. Uh, so, you know, Jahan Dotson is somebody that I'm probably going to have in my lineup as like a low end wide receiver three with upside. Yeah. 100%. 100%. I mean, you talk about the matchup. It's not only the fact that, you know, the Cardinals are probably going to be very bad, <laughs> but also just the individual matchup. There's nobody to be scared of in the Cardinals secondary. You look at who they have. Jahan Dotson, too. I know you posted about this 
couple weeks ago. Was it two weeks ago? Yeah. The night of the Ravens game where Sam Howell just couldn't stop targeting Jahan Dotson when Terry McLaurin went out. So even if Terry McLaurin plays, right, there's a chance that he could be limited. Sam Howell is still going to be looking for Jahan Dotson anyway. I think every week it's going to be one of those situations where it could be Jahan Dotson or Terry McLaurin getting the targets, when even when both of them are healthy. So I think you look at Jahan Dotson. I, I like him as a start more than Terry McLaurin this week, I think, just because Terry McLaurin might be limited. I'm with you on that one. I would venture – yeah, I think the upside would carry him into wide receiver two. I was going to say high wide receiver two, but I'm not sure I want to go there. <laughs> because you mean high game, wide receiver three, you mean? No, you you said high wide receiver three with upside. No, I, I I I did I say that? I don't think I said that. I said, did I say low, high end? I I, I meant um, fringe wide receiver three. So like he would be. Did I say high wide receiver three? Let me see where I have in my rankings. Um, yeah, I, I forgot. I thought you I put said high wide receiver three. That might have been like me mishearing. So I, you, I had him. I had him up there, and then it looks like Terry's gonna play. So I did bump him down just a little bit. Actually, you know what? I have Dahatson at Dahatson. I have Dahatson at wide receiver twenty eight, uh, and I have McLaurin at wide receiver twenty six on the week. So I am playing McLaurin over Dotson. He is the number one there, but I think it's going to be pretty close. And I wouldn't be surprised if Dotson outscores McLaurin this week at all, right? Because this is a good matchup all around. It's a good yeah. matchup. I don't think you can really go wrong if you have either of these guys. You know, if you have both of them, chances are you don't. You probably don't draft two wide receivers from the same team. But if you do, you know, you, you can go and start whoever you want. I think both of them are going to be fine. Yeah, I don't think either of them are going to be a guy that puts up like six points this week just by virtue of the matchup being that good. So you don't have to worry about it. I personally lean Dotson. It sounds like you lean McLaurin. I lean Dotson. Yeah, no, I I hear you. I mean, because with Dotson, it's like there's no worries there, right? It's like yeah. you know he's good to go. He he wants all the targets, and and we saw the we saw the um the the you know we saw we saw how we'll do it, man. We saw five straight targets, you know, to Dotson when McLaurin went out the game. So he he wants to get him the ball. There's no doubt about that. Now we're gonna get right. to the Seahawks matchups here in a second, uh, but I did want to mention that JSN uh, they said that he's playing this week. Mm-hmm. Not something that we thought would happen. We thought he might be out a couple of weeks to start the year. Uh, they said that he was not going to go on the pup right a couple of weeks ago, uh, and now he's ready. He was back in the practice field, you know, like very soon after. I think it was like only ten days after surgery, and now he's back in practice and he is set to play week one. Yeah, crazy. That's crazy. What 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 youth can do, right? <laughs> I wasn't right? expecting this type of turnaround at all. I thought that he was going to miss a couple weeks even. You know, I think I saw a report somewhere that said like two or three weeks out was the expectation. You know, he could come back a little bit earlier. But for him to be starting week one, that's awesome. And that's all just good news for Geno Smith. You know, I I think JSN playing just raises Geno Smith's ceiling that much more. It doesn't do so much for JSN. Like, I think he's on the same level as the other two wide receivers right now as far as what they can do on a weekly basis. It could be JSN one week, it could be Dick and DK Metcalf another week, it could be Tyler Lockett another week. But I think having that full complement of weapons right off the bat for Geno Smith, I mean, I think he's inside the top 10 for quarterback plays this week because you look at the Rams, who do they have on defense that's scaring you outside of Aaron Donald? They got rid of Jalen Ramsey, and Aaron Donald doesn't play cornerback. So <laughs> I think Geno Smith's going to pick him apart. And that's just that's all good for the receivers. But Geno Smith, especially because he's going to have 
he's going to be able to pick whoever he wants to throw to, and he's going to just distribute the ball. It's not going to matter if DK Metcalf's covered, go to JSN. If JSN's covered, go to Tyler Lockett. He's going to have all of his weapons. Geno Smith is like a screaming start for me. Yeah, I, I think Geno Smith is going to go off this week. So you have Akella Weatherspoon, Darion Kendrick, Kobe Durant. Yeah. Those are the starting corners for the Rams, okay, against this wide receiver trio. Like, are you kidding me? It's going to be bad, you know. Uh, Tyler yeah. Lockett, he, he's a beast against zone coverage. He's still a beast against zone coverage. And the Rams play zone at the highest rate in the league. Uh, I'm expecting him to have a big game. Uh, all these wide receivers can do their thing, obviously. Even JSN could do his thing in week one, coming off the injury. Um, I, I don't think they would let him play if he wasn't ready to play, right? Risk him getting worse. Right. Um, Geno Smith, man. <laughs> Geno Smith's going to go off this week. Uh, if you drafted him late like I just did in the I know. 13th round, whatever yeah, it was. You were screaming so about that one. You were Ooh, very I was, happy, I, I was happy because if, if it wasn't Gino, <laughs> I, I would have had to like go all the way down just like Sam Howell or something, right? But, but uh, this is the Sam Howell podcast, pretty much. So, like, would you have been much. that upset, really? Uh, that's true. <laughs> I that's don't true. think so. That's true. But uh, I, I think Gino Smith's going to get get off to a hot start here, man. I really do. Yeah. Um, now, I did want to, I, there were a couple of other injuries I wanted to hit on. Um, for the Panthers, a couple of wide receivers. Adam Thielen was limited in practice today with an ankle injury. Limited on a Wednesday. I'm not too worried about that. Hopefully, it's not too serious. But DJ Shark did not practice. Uh, so that's that's something to monitor. Uh, right now, the only yeah. wide receiver practicing in full for them uh, is Jonathan Mingo. And Terrence Marshall also limited with that back injury. Uh, so something to keep in mind. It seems like the wide receiver to play this week is Thielen. And we'll talk about that in a second because I do like his matchup. Uh, yeah. Actually, why don't I just talk about it right now? We're going all over the place in this in this yeah. podcast, guys. Uh, next week, <laughs> next week, guys, like we're gonna really get into a rhythm. Okay, okay, we're starting on Sunday night. We're recording Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night. Okay, and those podcasts will be out Monday morning, Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, Thursday and Friday morning for you guys. Uh, you know, and and each of those episodes, they're gonna be the same episode every single week on that particular day. Okay, so you're gonna get the same stuff. You'll kind of get into a rhythm with us. The reason why we didn't do five days this week is be really because like you guys kind of know who you're starting for the most part, right? It's really the fringe yeah. guys that you have a lot of questions about. A lot of the questions that I've gotten were about fringe guys, right? And um, you know, we're gonna get into a spot where now matchups matter more. Uh, you know, in week one, do matchups really matter that much? I don't no. think so. You're going to play your guys. Um, also, you know, understanding what these defenses did last year, uh, it matters if you really look deep. But if you just look yeah. at the surface level and see like, oh, this team was really good against the run, like you can't really do that from year to year. Okay. So we're going to start getting some data and we're really going to be looking into that. And also, even after week seven, week eight, and when we have some data, matchups play a factor, but there are other things that matter more than matchup and i right. think i would argue that matchup is important but not nearly as important as all those other factors and we'll get into all that stuff as the season goes on so you guys will understand what we're talking about there okay um but just real quick just just going back to adam Thielen. uh i had some notes on him so he's limited with the ankle injury right adam Thielen's adam Thielen, you know practiced on limited basis but I'm hoping that he's fine this week. He's going up against Mike Hughes out of the slot, okay, uh, in Atlanta. I like that. He gave up a ton of fantasy points last year per route run against him. Uh, Atlanta plays zone, played zone at a high rate last year. 
we'll see what they do this year because they did change their offensive. Co- uh, I'm sorry, they did change their defensive coordinator. Uh, but Thielen out of the slot, it would make sense for Thielen to just be the primary target for Bryce Young, uh, just like he was in this last preseason game, right? I mentioned DJ Shark still not practicing, so there's a good chance that Thielen gets a high target share in this game and comes through. Uh, I did see that you drafted your boy Adam Dillon in the draft that we just had. So he's always that nice little depth option that you can add later on, you know, if you need it. It wasn't in the most ideal circumstances I added him. You know, I talked about the draft. I had a great draft to start. The first four rounds were impeccable, but, you know, that's usually how it goes in the first four rounds. And then it all fell apart and Adam Thielen, I think that's the receiver I'm most confident in, which is a problem because I think I took him in the ninth round. You don't want your ninth round receiver to be the guy you're most confident in outside of the top two. And just to add a little salt to the wound, I realized that my top four wide receivers in that draft have a bye in week seven. So I'm going to be screwed in that week. I don't know what I'm going to do because I'm not going to have any pass catchers. Hey, man, like, at, at least you expect it. At least you know you're yeah. going to take the L. That's, you know, that's the week just, I'm going to lose. Like, just, just prepare for the L. Yeah. Just prepare yeah. for the L right now. Yeah. Um, but Adam Thielen, I, got Calvin, I got Calvin Ridley in that draft, though. In the sixth yeah, round, um, and no, no, you got Calvin Ridley. No, I'm, I'm sorry, Jerry Judy. What, what am I, I was going to uh, say? I, no, Calvin Ridley was. I think I, I took Calvin Ridley really super early, a late yeah. second round, because um, right. all my guys were taken before that. But Jerry mm-hmm. Judy in the sixth round, um, a couple picks after I took Jonathan Taylor in the fifth round. I threw Jonathan Taylor on IR, uh, then picked up a player. But uh, I think JT yeah. in the fifth is is reasonable, um, and I think Jerry Judy. And the reason why I mentioned Jerry Drew, the reason why I bring it up um, is because he practiced today uh, in a limited fashion, which is which was kind of surprising. Uh, mm-hmm. And I did see that report right before I, I hit the draft button um, because I was a little bit you know worried about that hamstring injury. Now, these injuries are tricky. I think it's still a risk even in the sixth round, to be honest with you. But the upside is there with Judy if yeah. he can stay healthy. So. There is a possibility that he plays this week. I hope he does not <laughs> play this week, to be <laughs> honest with you, uh, because you don't want that thing to get re-aggravated. He did have a sleeve on his leg. So you you, you kind of want to take that a little bit slow to make sure that he's 100% when he's back. But him being in, if you draft the Judy, you probably got him at a discount over the last several days, over the last week or so. If you did, this is good news for him. Just hope that they don't rush him back. Right, 100%. And I wasn't expecting him to come back either. I also don't want him to play, you know, because speaking of hamstring injuries, you know, you want to talk about reaggravations. Cooper Cup, also, mm-hmm. you know, that's a that's big news right there. We're going all over the place with this podcast. How do we get from Adam Thielen and Jerry Judy to Cooper Cup? Anyway, let's go back to Adam Thielen, right, <laughs> quickly, and then we'll hit Cooper Cup. So Adam Thielen, I've said it the whole offseason. He's a veteran presence. Bryce Young's going to rely on him. If DJ Chark isn't playing, Jonathan Mingo, he's good. You know, he's talented, but I don't know if he's going to be the target leader with Adam Thielen there in Carolina. It's a pretty good matchup, like you said, against Atlanta. This is one of the lowest scoring projection games, which makes sense because you have Desmond Ritter and Bryce Young at quarterback. But I think we could see some more scoring than what they're projecting. I I, I forget what the spread, not the spread, the uh, over-under is on this for points. It is... I'm pretty sure it's like really like 41. It's 39 and a half. Very, yeah. very low. I just kind of feel like that's low. I mean, look look at the first. I, I look at the Falcons. They have plenty of playmakers. And then you look at the Panthers. I think they can get it done on offense. I don't think Bryce Young's just going to be a dud. 
I think that feels a little bit low. I think we could see more points than we think in this game. So I, I think Adam Thielen, you know, if I had to guess, if Bryce Young's throwing a touchdown on anybody, it's going to be Thielen. So I, I like Thielen's floor this week. But then I, yeah. I am choosing the Falcons. You know, I'm taking the spread three and a half. They're playing at home. I just feel like the Falcons are going to destroy them. I really do. That's interesting. That's, uh, that, yeah, that would be my pick because I just think that the the Panthers just don't have that much on offense. The defense is okay, not great. The offense, the uh, Falcons' offensive line is just going to mangle them. They have some playmakers there. I, I just think that it's just not going to be a good matchup for them. Now, if these wide receivers are healthy, Chark and Thielen and these guys, then I think it becomes a little bit closer. But if this yeah. is in Carolina, maybe I could see it, but I don't know. I don't know. I kind of that's see the case. This. Say that yeah. scenario plays out. Could it be negative game script for the Panthers? Suddenly Bryce Young throwing a bunch of, of passes. So, so I, 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 I that's th- where I think like Adam Thielen, the volume's gonna be there regardless of how this game goes. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I have a, a super flex league where I have to choose between Bryce Young and Desmond Ritter as my QB two. So it's a really, really shitty situation. Uh yeah. If you guys haven't figured that out already. So uh <laughs> Good luck to me making that decision. I have Desmond Ritter in right now. That's uh, what we'll I see. would go with. I mean, I just just look at the tools on offense. That's kind of how I see it. Yeah, I think I think that's default. The way to go. Anyway. And he actually didn't look bad in the preseason. He he just had that one pick that was a tip. So it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. His accuracy is just. Uh, I'm I'm a little scared. I'm a little scared. All He's right, played anyway. four games in his career. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. Um. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, are there any other? Oh, so Cooper Cup happened today. Yes. Right. We we that's an important thing to talk about that I didn't have in my notes because it happened later. Um, and I tend to forget things. Cooper Cup, man. Like, so you know, you drafted whether you so if you drafted him early, this 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 kind of sucks, right? Because you probably drafted him for one <laughs> one two one three one four. You know, you drafted him pretty pretty early as a top you know top half of the first round. Right. If you drafted him in the last week, you know, you probably got a better deal where you got him in the second, maybe, right? A little bit easier to bear there. He's gonna miss week one for sure. There's a chance he goes on IR. Okay, which means he'll miss even more games. This is not a good situation. Um, he's thirty years old. The hamstring injuries, like this is not good. I'm hoping yeah. that he can come back. Now if you have him, just look at it this way. You got him in the second round. You paired him with a really good wide receiver or running back. If he does end up coming back, you know, you, you have a potential league-winning duo, trio, depending on who you took in the third round, right? So you took Calvin Ridley in the third. You got, Now you have Calvin Ridley, Cooper Cup, and whoever you took in the first. You have Jameer Gibbs, Cooper Cup, and whoever you took, whoever you took in the first. You know, so this could work out. But you're going to have to make some moves. It doesn't mean that it's over for you. You got to make some moves. You got to figure things out. Don't think your season's over. Okay. Um, this is a situation where you want to do whatever you can to put your team in position so that when Cooper Cup does, does come back, you absolutely kill it. All right. Yeah. That's what you got to do. All right. Last year, 
This is not the same, but I had Keenan Allen out of the lineup for the first eight or nine weeks of the season. It's close. Okay? I was scratching and clawing. Okay. And then he came back to be the what overall what what was it wide receiver three? He was the, the overall wide receiver three points per game the last I think it was seven or eight weeks, which was basically the rest of the the rest of the way, right? So I put myself yeah. in position, made the wild card, and I won the championship. Okay, so and that was with Keenan Allen. <laughs> so okay, flex. So Cooper Cup can do the same thing for you, even even at a better because Cooper Cup is 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 his definition is a league winning wide receiver, right? So yeah. put yourself in position. For that to happen, okay. Yeah. Um. So what I, I I'm sorry. What I wanted to say from that was like now that all with all that being said, Zach, you know, is, is this offense going to take enough of a hit where you're not interested in anybody, or are you willing to start a couple guys on this offense? Van Jefferson and Tyler Higby. Tyler Higby is my guy because Cooper Cup is out. We talked about this plenty over the past like week. Ever since it's been on the radar that Cooper Cup commits time. It's been, okay, look at Tyler Higby now because he had 100 targets last year. And that was with Cooper Cup on, on the field for most of the year. I'm just going to say on Cooper Cup right now, you say he's 30 years old. Yes, he's 30 years old. He's had three, technically three, injuries since he's come off the field. You know, he had the, it was a high ankle sprain, I think it was. Yep. He came mm-hmm. off the field. Then he had the hamstring injury and now the re-aggravation. All in under a year. At 30 years he had old. The, he had the, and he, he ended up having the tightrope surgery, too, um, after the high ankle sprint, too. So, right. so that's something to note, too. And also the hamstring injury after that. A lot, this is something – this is a trend that a lot of players have seen with after that surgery. Right. Is, is that not a little bit concerning? Like, is there a chance that Cooper Cup comes back and isn't – you know, he might not – I'm not saying he's going to be bad. But it, is there a chance he comes back and he isn't the receiver that we know and love? <laughs> you know, I think I, that I, I, I don't think so. Really, I don't think so. Yeah, I would push back hard on that. If he's playing, right. if he's playing, he's going to be a top three receiver. The, ta- top the target volume will be there. Yeah, at the at the very least, because uh, he's still in the same scheme. You know, you know, at thirty, you know, receivers don't you know fall off like that. And I don't think if he's not hurt, I think he's going to be that dude. Um, it's just a matter of him coming back, you know. So, yeah. if he's playing, you know, especially it, it especially receivers tend to have a little bit of a longer career, you know. Um, yeah. they're not taking as much punishment, etc. Um, you know, they just they just you know they can make it till thirty two, thirty three sometimes. So, I'm not overly worried here. Um, if I could. You know, if if the person in your league with Cooper Cup ends up losing their first like three games and Cooper Cup's still not back, I'll probably make an offer that they yeah. can't refuse. You know, <laughs> just because it's kind of like a league winning move. Is it risky? Hell yeah, it's risky for sure. It could be a league losing move too, depending on who you give up. Um, but sometimes you risk it for the biscuit. You know, depending yeah. on what that move is, depending how desperate they get. Because sometimes people just don't want to deal with players and. They ended up, you know, moving on, you know. So, yeah. Um, but like, I think Tyler Higby, you know, good call on him. He had the third highest target share, only behind Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews last year. So, you know, that's something to note. Um, I think when you look beyond this team, you know, a lot of people might be starting Cam Akers. Sure, that's fine. Whatever you were gonna, you know, start him or not start him anyway. Um, 
Pukander Kua is somebody that, you know, a deep player that you want to potentially, you know, look at, you know, 14 team leagues. He's somebody that's on the waiver wire. You might want to pick him up. Okay. Cause he's somebody that I really like a lot at the senior bowl. He could see, he would probably be in the starting lineup. You know, I said this when he was drafted by the Rams. Yeah. I said the day after he was drafted by the Rams, I said he is going to be on the field in three wide receiver sets. And now, <laughs> It might have taken a Cooper Cup injury for that to happen, but it looks like it's going to happen. I, I still don't believe that Tutu Atwell was going to play more than Puka Nakua, even if Cooper Cup was playing. Okay, I really don't no. believe that. No. Like I really Tutu don't. Atwell. Okay, yeah, he's been in the league a little bit, a little bit, and he's a one-trick pony. You know, he, he's not he's not what Puka Nakua can be for this offense. Yeah, yeah. So like, I, I just think that, yeah, but the draft was so high too, right? It's like, I, I didn't really understand that anyway. But like, the thing is, I like Puka. He's something you should, you should pay attention to. Van Jefferson, I look at him as like a low end wide receiver three. Um, he's never been somebody to command a high target share. Even when, when the main guys miss, we have a sample, we have a good sample size of that. So I'm not really overly, uh, you know, trying to get him in my lineup or anything like that, trying to pick him up. If I have guys that I'm, I know I'm going to start this week, like I'm not overly doing it for Van Jefferson. Okay. Yeah. Higby, I can understand. Okay. Mm-hmm. High so, participation, high target share, all that. I think Higby is going to check all the boxes. So, yeah, like like you said with Cooper Cup, where do you draw the line? Like you said, if uh, somebody who has Cooper Cup gets desperate and you want to make an offer for them, say you have Cooper Cup, where do okay. you draw the line where you think, okay, maybe I need to move him? You know, yeah, if you go 0-2, 0-3, 0-4. I'm, I'm, in, I'm, in, the, I'm in, in the same scenario. If I'm 0-3, I'm making a move, especially if I think that he's not going to come back for another, like, week or two. Yeah. I, that, I, I, don't, I, can't, I can't afford to go, like, 0-4. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you can go 1-2, assuming he's out that long, if you can go 1-2, yeah. like, you, there's no reason to cut your if, losses. Just and if I, know he's back, if I know he's back in week four, I'm... I'm not doing anything. I'm going to keep him. I'm going to play him, and then go from there. If I'm three and zero, and then the, the guy with Cooper Cup is zero and three, like I'm, I'm trying to get Cooper Cup. Yeah, you know, that's just if how it's put on. Yeah, if he gets put on IR, are you making an offer pretty much today? Like, okay, obviously it wouldn't be today, but like if no, he goes on IR no. tomorrow, are you making? I'm not, an offer? I'm not. No, I'm not because I think there's a lot of blind optimism before week one. You know. Yeah, and I don't. You know, I, I'll I'll make an offer, but it will be a pretty low ball type of offer, and I think those offers won't get accepted today. It, right. You know, I, I would assume I that. wouldn't take a low ball offer on Cooper Cup either. Exactly, and I actually have that but in my notes here. If you're, I said, if you're desperate, then you might, but that desperation doesn't come until you have a few losses on on the board. Yep, like he's a hold right now. If you draft him, mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about moving him. You could target him if you're in a good spot, but you know it's still only week one. You're gonna yeah. know more about your situation in a couple of weeks. And sometimes you, the guys are look at their roster and like you know they're zero and three. Then you give them like a you know a wide receiver, a low end wide receiver two. You know you give them like a Drake London, and then yep. you give them like a I don't know. Let's see, a, let's say a Cam Akers, right? Uh, let's say by then he's like a solid running back two or something. You throw yep. that over, you're like, hey, this is going to help you right here because they're actually missing an RB2 also. And they're like, man, yep. this is kind of nice right now. You know, you never know. You never know. Right now, that sounds like a ridiculously low ball offer, but in two, in three weeks, <laughs> it might not. Yeah. You know, it might not. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 